Hi, welcome to our broadcast. My name is Brian Likens, and today I'm going to be taking you into Philippians chapter 3. We're looking at where the Apostle Paul was writing to the Philippians, and he's talking about righteousness through faith. And he's explaining to the church at Philippi that all the things that he had done, all the things that he had done in his life, all the things that he had attained, based on his own merit, based on his own righteousness, righteousness was it was worthless, just as filthy rags. And he goes on to say, um, talking, to the, talking to the church at Philippi, telling them to pattern your lives after and follow after those that live a godly life. Follow after and pattern after. And he begins to explain, and I want to go into this uh, um, a little further in, in detail. You can, read, you can read it for yourself in Philippians chapter 3, um, and then we're going to actually start in, in verse 16. But I want to uh, bring out some things here because I believe that people are struggling today with realizing who they are, realizing the, that the, the value of who you are and where you come from and where your future is going. So I want to uh, bring a, a few things out here in Philippians chapter 3 that I really believe will, if it will, uh, you can change your thinking, it will help you change what's going on in your life. It'll help you uh, face the difficulties that are go on, going on. It will help you break through oppression. It will help you be strengthened. It will help you in so many ways by changing your mindset, realizing who you are, realizing who God is, and bringing you, uh, us, any, anyone who, uh, who needs it to um, come up to a higher level. It will help us changing our thinking to be more like God, changing our thinking to look and act like Him. So let me go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, today we worship You. Lord, we thank You for Your goodness, Your mercy, Your grace. Lord, we thank You that You don't ever give up on us. You don't ever uh, turn away from us. But God, that you are always with us. You are always right there at every moment, at every turn. And Father, I know that there are people that are facing hardships and, and tough situations. And God, people need you. They need you in their life. They might not think they do. They think they can do this on their own. But God, you didn't create us or design us to do this on our own. Father, I thank you today that as, as we uh, take a hold of your word, God, we're asking you to speak to us. Speak through me. Lord, let people hear you and not me. Let them hear you speak into their heart. God, there are people that are, that are uh, facing, uh, dealing with oppression and depression. People, Lord God, that are thinking that suicide is the answer. Well, today in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for enlightening them, bringing the light, turning the light on and letting them see who they really are in you and God, how you care about them. And Father, we thank you for breaking the strongholds in Jesus' name, turning people's lives around, changing their mindset, and letting them see the truth in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. And everybody in agreement said amen. You know, uh, and today it's, it's really sad that you almost cannot believe, um, you, you almost can't believe hardly anyone today. There, there's such a uh, uh, distrust because so many lies have been told, uh, manipulation and people having an agenda and you're, you're always skeptical wondering, can I trust them? Can I, you know, uh, how do I know that they're telling the truth? And, and everybody's always uh, trying to find out what kind of angle somebody has. What do they, what do they want from me? What are they trying to get out of me? And God, um, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And His Word was written to give us 
give us counsel, wisdom, advice to let us look and see how God really thinks about us, how God feels about us, what he says about the situation. And everything that we look at in the word, you can see God, you can see who he is and how he expects us to live and what his plan is for us, what he wants for us. But the only way you're going to find it is by getting in there and, and, and looking at it. You can read over the Bible, you can read over the scriptures, and you'll pass things up. You'll come back to it a, a week later, a month later, maybe that same day or, or a year later, and you, you read it and you're like, oh, I, I, wow, I've never read this before. Our mindset is, is ever-changing. We're, uh, the, the, our, uh, we, live in, we have a uh, spirit, we are, are a spirit that lives in a body and possesses a soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And this being that we're made up of, these three parts, there's a struggle going on, a war going on to find, uh, to constantly be uh, changing. That soul, the mind, will, and emotions has to be transformed into the image of God through the Word. So um, let me, let me uh, say this in uh, Psalms 139.14. King David, uh, this was a psalm that he wrote, and it said, Praise you, Lord, I praise you and thank you. Now, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. But I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows it right well. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. First of all, you have to recognize that you are precious and valuable. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God Almighty. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not, not uh, you know, the, the, the world wants to explain it like a, you know, a, a, a you know, a explosion. And out of this explosion comes, out of all this chaos comes this wonderful world over millions and billions and billions of years and changes and transforms and transforms. I, does not line up with the Word of God. God is a creator, a designer. God specifically created and designed this world and it's magnificent in, in all of its glory. And He created it for us. But when He created man, He created man in His own image. God, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created us to be just like Him. He did it with purpose. He did it with, with you in mind of, of that you have purpose and value. I want to tell you something. Uh, my father is a, is a cabinet maker. He wasn't always a cabinet maker. He didn't really want to go into cabinet making. But because that he, he worked at a place where um, uh, he, he was a foreman or a supervisor and he had these jobs going on that he had promised these people to, to um, do their kitchen cabinets and the company decided they were going to close the doors. So they said, hey, come Friday, door, doors are shut. And dad's like, well, what about these customers? I've promised these people, you know, we've got their kitchens in the making. I promise them, too bad, we're closing the doors. So dad got a group of men together and, and got whatever tools he could. And he finished the job because he had made a covenant or a, a promise, which is a covenant to people to, to do something, uh, do a job for them. And he said, I, I can't go back on my word. I've told these people that I'm going to do this. So dad went through and, and did it. Wasn't planning on starting his own business, but through that, had a, ca a custom cabinet shop for over 30 years. But dad created and built things. And, and then he taught us, his children, to create and to build things. 
and gave us that ability that to, to create and design something. And when you make something yourself, when you create it and you stand back and look at it and you go, wow, that is that has value to me because I I I was there from the from the from the uh, the beginning of it when it was just a pieces of wood in raw form or 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 a or sheets of plywood and and different pieces of wood and designing it and cutting it and building it and bringing it together to make it into something beautiful you can stand back and look at it and you say wow you know that is special i've created that and did that with my own hands well listen that's just a piece of furniture but god created us in his image he created us in his likeness in his image formed us it wasn't just like a whim that he just thought of it oh well you know today i'm gonna ah uh, today i think i'll make man no God had been thinking about this over time for who knows how long he thought about it and, 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 and uh, meditated on it and, and, and thought, wow, what can, what, what can I do in the earth and, and create this beautiful place and then create, created man in his own image to have fellowship, to have a relationship, to have a, uh, a connection with something more than just a inanimate object or a, or a uh, uh, you know a tree is a living thing, but it doesn't communicate with you like a human does. Animals don't communicate like a human does. Someone that can converse, someone has has thought process, someone that that thinks and and says, well, I don't agree with that, but let me think about it. Oh, you know, now I see your point. Now I see your view. Or uh, God loves conversation. He loves to be challenged. He loves for us to to come into knowledge of Him. He loves for us to 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 look at what He's made and to search, seek after Him and, and to talk with Him. And He loves to teach us. He loves to show us things. God loves to reveal Himself, not because He's arrogant or prideful or, or just some, some you know, oh, I want everyone. No, because He loves the fellowship and the relationship. So King David was saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He recognized that He, looking at all of creation and looking at the animals, I'm different. Well, you know, sometimes... Uh, in this world, when things are going on, we forget who we are. We forget how valuable we are. We forget that God created us precious and special. And every person has so much value. The world likes to likes to separate us out like cattle and say, "Well, if you if you can do this or if you can do that, well, you know, uh, the only the CEOs are valuable, or only the the uh, prominent or the doctors and lawyers and those that are that are above normal. Only those." Well, I want to tell you something. Every person in God's eyes has so much value to Him. Every person in God's eyes is special and has a intricate part in the creation and in this in the plan of God and in the earth. Every person makes this world unique. Every person makes this world different and a better place unless they're evil. And when you're evil, that don't make it better. But every person has the potential to be right and good and honest. They choose to go after selfishness and and uh, self-seeking greed, lust, and all of these things that only only uh, 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 points to them and only benefits them. And they don't care about other people. And that type of life, that's not like God. But there I'm taking off a little, a little rabbit trail there. But uh, in Philippians chapter 3, this is where I want, uh, wanted to bring us to. In Psalms 139, of course, uh, this is King David. 
He's talking about how fearfully and wonderfully made. And then in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse, let's, uh, let's jump down to 16. And I'm, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. This is after uh, the Apostle Paul is, is telling them all the, the things that he had done and how it's, it's only, right, only righteousness comes through faith in Christ Jesus. And he says, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. For they are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on the earth. But we are citizens of heaven. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior, he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like His own, using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. Using the same power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible declares that that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. The power of the living God by the whole person of the Holy Spirit. The, he lives in, inside. You may think, I don't understand that. You don't have to understand all how it works. Just know and believe that God, God himself lives on the inside of you. When you, when you invite him into your life, your spirit man becomes alive unto God. Your spirit man wakes up and has uh, realization and acknowledgement of God and you recognize him. It's no longer dead, but it's a, your spirit becomes alive. And then from there on, you have a connection with God and the spirit of God lives on the inside of you. You, you. you don't know how it works. Don't know how to figure it out. Hey, we don't have to know exactly how it works. We just got to know it works. The spirit of God comes on the inside of you, makes a connection, lives and abides in you just as a, as a, as they, they lived in a tabernacle or the Spirit of God dwelt in a, in a temple in the old days. Now we are the temple. So in verse 20, listen to what it says in the King James. It says, if you read it in the King James, for our conversation, verse 320, for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you read that there, you say, for our conversation, well, the New Living says, but we are citizens of heaven. Listen to the what the word conversation means in the Greek. It means um, politiuma, politiuma. It is a community that is abstractly citizenship. Politiuma, like political. In the Thayer definition, the administration of civil affairs or of a commonwealth. The constitution of a commonwealth, form of government, and the laws by which it is administered. We are of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. We have got to remember, yes, we're citizens of the United States, but this is only temporary. The Bible says that we are strangers and aliens on this earth. This is not our eternal home. Our eternal home is in the kingdom of God. So your value, when you base it only on earthly things, when you base it on what happens here on the earth, and for and you don't you don't uh, 
connect that with that I am also a citizen of the heaven. That is the that is the higher calling. That is the the uh, if you're only here for a short time and you're in the in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity, which is more important? Well, of course, what's going to be more important is eternity for all of eternity being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. But we, yet we live our lives pushing and, and striving and trying to to uh, make what the world would say is success here in the earth. And many people get left behind. Many people get left on the on the back burner. Many people get left out in the cold or out in the field or, or, or left to the side because what the world deems a success is, uh, you know, if you if you attain certain credentials, if you attain certain education, if you attain certain success in business or you, you know, everybody has a different view of what success is. But remembering who you are and that you are a citizen of heaven changes your mindset that what whatever goes on here, if people look at you like you're you're less, you're a low class, you're less than they are, you're you're not a successful. Well, who says you're not a successful? And when is it when is it uh, being a success is attained? I mean, sometimes it's five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years. Sometimes it takes people. Uh, Colonel Sanders, my wife was just we were talking about this the other day, and that was saying that Colonel Sanders, I think he started his uh, KFC maybe in his seventies, but it wasn't until his like late eighties, I believe, that KFC really uh, took off, became famous. Kentucky Fried Chicken, famous the famous recipe. So it was in his later years. He he, I I uh, heard things about him that he he tried other businesses and failed enormously, but yet he kept moving and going. What if he'd have listened to the world and said, "Hey, man, you you might as well give up. You might as well quit." Well, you know that's how the enemy is. Whenever in your life you feel like that the the um, the answer or well, the only option is to check out of here or to maybe take your own life. That's a lie from the devil. To say that you're, you're, you're not worth living, you're not worth staying here on the earth, you don't have any, any uh, purpose, you have no, no benefit. What value are you to anybody? You, you may not feel like you're valuable to anybody, maybe not right now, but there's somebody that you have the potential to make a difference in their life and maybe you just haven't met them yet. But you have the potential to do great and mighty things. You have the potential to change lives. You have the potential. They say that we're we're uh, like six, one of of six people within one to six people away from anybody in the world. So if you can if you can connect with one person that connects to another person that connects to another person another person to to that person to this person that reaches anybody in the world then you're one person away from, from being the start of touching somebody's life that, that uh, lives on the other side of the, of, the, of the earth. You are able to change and do something just by reaching one person, just by making a connection with one person in life. So to say you're not, you have no value, or you're not successful because you don't know anybody or you're, you know, you live alone or you don't have, you don't have hardly any friends or what difference does it make? It makes a great difference because you mean something to God and God put purpose in your life. He put you on this earth for a reason. You're here for the purpose of living out the plan and the will of God in the earth 
to help heal and to change and to make a difference in this earth, make a difference in this life. You do have purpose. You might not know what it is right now. You might not recognize it, but changing your mindset to say, wait a minute, you know, I'm looking at things wrong. I'm looking at things in the, in the, in the wrong direction. If I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, then what does that mean? Well, if you're a citizen of something, that gives you privileges and rights, doesn't it? The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have been made joint heirs with Jesus Christ himself. And he has been, he is the heir of all the world. What, what does, what does he not own or have possession of? He has the right to everything in the kingdom of heaven and in the earth. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We're just borrowing it. Everybody thinks that they have the right to do, you know, and to, and to change, but it all, it all goes back to God. It all belongs to Him. So changing our mindset, looking at who we are, what purpose we have, we have a purpose to live, to breathe, to look at someone across the street, to look at someone down the road, to, to, to make a difference in somebody's life just by showing up. You may not realize that you're making much of a difference at all, but someone is always looking and watching. Someone's always watching how we live and how we act. They don't always say it. They don't always say a word, but they're always looking. And when they see you handle a situation with integrity and with honor, when they see you, when they see you deal kindly with someone, it makes a difference. It changes. It may, it may be the difference of life and death. It changes someone else's life to see how you respond to, to a situation. You think it's a, that's such a small thing, but God has purpose for you. And so when we look at the Apostle Paul, what he's trying to uh, instruct the body of Christ and, and, and at Philippi to remember to pattern our lives after those that, have, that are uh, citizens of heaven, those that have claimed the kingdom, those that are honorable and of integrity, those that are ministering the word, those that are patterning themselves after the Lord, to follow after them. And don't stop. Remember what it says in, in uh, 16, verse 16? We must hold on to the progress that we've already made. He's saying, don't back up. Don't quit. Just ahead of that is where he says that he presses on toward the, toward the mark of the high calling. The, uh, not looking to his past, but looking forward. Not looking back at those things, not looking in behind him, but looking forward to the prize of the high calling, eternal life in Christ Jesus. So everything that we deal with here in this earth, it can have the uh, it can have the the uh, try to have the pressure to push you out, to push you under, and to stop you. But what God is saying is, remember who you are, and remember that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So whatever's going on, whatever you face, I know some people say, well, you only just want to preach, uh, you know, encouragement. You only, you know, you... no, listen, right now we need encouragement. Right now we, we need, you need encouragement to be able to, uh, to stop sin in your life. You need encouragement to be able to stop acting like a nut. You need encouragement to stop uh, doing the wrong things. You need to be encouraged. If I slammed you for doing the wrong things, you're just going to get mad at me and say, well, you do wrong things too. But I want to encourage you to be better. I want to encourage you to step up. I want to encourage you to be strengthened so that you can be a better person. But to those people, you know, we're not on the same boat. And to those people that are, that are struggling and hurting and, and they don't have anybody in their life to, to give them a kind word, then to you, I want to say you're valuable. You mean the world to God. 
So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on life because God hasn't given up on you. Remember that through Jesus Christ, you have been given the right to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Not because of how good you are or how good you can be, but because how good he is and what he's already done. You have been given the right to live in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. And all it takes is you just uh, accepting what Christ did, surrendering your life to him, and inviting him into your life to be Lord and Savior. Not to do it your way, but to submit yourself to him and say, God, I will do it your way. You help me and I'll do it your way. It's making a commitment to him. Make him a commitment of faith to say, God, I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to do it and live your way. You show me how, you give me the strength, you help me, and I'll walk it out the best I can. And that's where God's grace and his mercy comes in. So let me go ahead and pray. And uh, um, again, if you take these verses, read them for yourself, let the Holy Spirit speak to you, listen to what they say, and let him renew and change your mind to remember and to look and act just like him. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you today. Lord, we thank you for moving and working. We thank you, Lord God, for people that are crying out for change. They're crying out, Lord God, because in this world, it looks hopeless. In this world, it looks like everything is so chaotic that it's, 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 a, it's a, a nut house out there, that everything's going crazy. Everything's, um, it, it, it appears that everything's in, in chaos and turmoil, and no one really knows what to do. But Father, we thank you that you know what to do. And God, we put our faith and trust in you. And people that are that are scared today, people that are, are struggling with fear, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for that peace coming upon them. People that are tormented in their mind, Lord God, they're, they're, they're tor- uh, tormented with worry and stress and anxiety. God, you calm that, uh, that soul. You calm them, Lord God. Cause the peace of God to come on, the peace of the Holy Spirit to overshadow them. In the name of Jesus, that whatever's going on on the inside of them, to settle it, Lord, to settle it down in Jesus' name, that they can be and live and walk like you with peace, with assurance, Lord, with with safety and protection, not being afraid of walking out in public, not being afraid of going out. Lord, everybody's uh, just spreading fear like wildfire. Lord, we put our faith and trust in you, that you are our source. You are the healer. You're the helper. That whatever we have need of, we lean and rely on you. And Lord, if we leave this earth, that we're going to be with you. So either way, we win. But we're, we do not want to leave here until that, Lord, it, it is our, uh, our, our work is finished. It's our work is done. We don't want to leave this earth until we're complete and finished. Lord, we want to stay here as long as we are, are uh, fit for the kingdom and we're working and able to do what we need to do. There's no reason for us to go. So, Father, we thank you for that safety, that protection, that guidance, Lord, by your hand. Lord, we honor you today in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.